Welcome to Patch Notes. I'm Trevor Strong Kegelbahn on Twitter. I'm also late today, so we are in a rush for poor Mr. Angry Bird himself, John Bernhard. Hello, JB. Hey, what's up, Trev? Yeah, I got places to go and people to pretend to be. Yeah, you got... So, I don't know if the people know listening know this, but you're a big-time uh, big role player. Yeah, it's... Well, you know, we're in quarantine now. Well, we... Are we? We're in... Is that right? We're in what we are in in the United States of America. We are hopefully going back into quarantine once a, uh, a sort fall of starts. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I play a bunch of uh, online tabletop role-playing games, um, and uh, tonight I have a session that I am in, um, which I will be doing. Instead of watching The Hell Debate, we are recording this on the 22nd oh. of October. There is no um, way this debate is going to be remotely watchable. No, um, especially not with Trump's last-minute theatrics where he just pretends it's 2016 all over again. So I will be pretending to be um, a character in a fantasy world for um, the duration of that. <laughs> so is uh, so Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. I, I, I mean, honestly... This is the worst uh, 2016 attempt I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, for those sad. Un- yeah, for those unaware of what we're referring to, um, Donald Trump is trying to recapture the energy of having all of the women who accused Bill Clinton of rape show up at uh, one of his debates with Hillary by having like um, Hunter Biden's sleazy on again, off again business associate who also worked in porn. Um, yeah, his name's, his name's like Tony, Tony Salami or something. Or something, yeah. Yeah, it's Tony very Gavigal. bad. Um, at this very moment, he is telling um, a room full of White House press people some very uninteresting information. Like, apparently, it's supposed to be a big bombshell that uh, Hunter Biden uh, discussed business with Joe Biden, his father. Um, it's re- I, this whole all... thing is v- very weird. I don't yes. really understand why why anyone thought this would play yeah like um it it's probably bad it's definitely bad that this sort of um uh uh nepotistic that's the word i'm looking for graft and corruption exists in america um i don't think that uh donald trump is the guy to bring up family <laughs> corruption in business i was gonna say um, i feel like you could probably come up with someone was saying like the idea that anyone would think it was bad that like hunter biden did a bunch of drugs when donald trump is president is uh is exactly what i'm thinking it's like this is this is some old thinking like, this is this is this is some hillary strategy right here i mean his brain is just from the corona and the degradation, because he's his, he's obviously been in decline ever since he took office. Candidate Trump in 2016 as a 2015-2016 is a far, far more able campaigner than this um, <laughs> thing inhabiting the White House at the moment. Uh, yeah, but he, he's like, he's just, he's, it's like he's, 
he's flashing back into the past and the times and places are merging because he can only want run the one campaign you know the one right which is actually that has actually been like an issue people have pointed to in that like it's much easier to run a campaign like that when you're an outsider very tough to run it as the president to say like oh you're being very unfair to me by asking me hard questions people can say you're the president sir he tried to like declassify all of hillary's emails again just like like during one of his uh yeah, no one his cares. steroid highs. Um, yeah, absolutely the, no one cares about Hillary's emails right now, buddy. And no. the uh, Department of State and the Department of Justice would be like, yeah, so we never did anything about that. You know, we just, <laughs> you know, we let him go. We let him, don't, we just let him talk. Don't listen to the president when he's on one of his crazy steroid highs. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, and that's not to, you know, uphold the Department of Justice. They've been getting into some really heinous shit about you know what what like the president exists in like a schrodinger's cat situation where except it's like a bad faith one where whether or not the cat's alive or dead is dependent on whether or not it's useful to you at that moment for the cat to be alive or dead <laughs> right like sometimes yes. the trump is the, sometimes trump is the president sometimes he's not for the purpose of uh whatever what, doing whatever the fuck the doj wants to do uh so fuck those people too um we've actually we I, we were saved a slow news week today, uh, in the, over the last two days, oh, by um, by uh, the dual forces of um, the squad and a really really fucking stupid Google exec. Um, oh yeah, guys. the Google guy. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, our so list we have two. Th- well, can I? Uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about that I think could conceivably get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. um, because it was a while ago is uh, Sega releasing something called Golden Axed. Which was a um, a project by two of its devs uh, that um, had to do crunch to do an actual uh, Golden Axe uh, update, and uh, so and Sega said, actually, we don't want it. Uh, and then later on, said, hey, hey, guys, look at this crazy thing that was in development. We axed. It's called Golden Axed, and uh, it made everyone furious. Uh, I yeah, I, I saw something about that. I think the, I actually sort of skipped over this on the. Uh... Very, very oh, rude of, uh, of of the uh, of the Sega Corporation to do what they did, um, and and beyond rude, it was just it's it's a it's a sma- slap in the face to anyone who is actually like developing things and and you know that whole myth of yeah just like do what you love man just like put your heart and soul into it and it'll be worth it. Um, I'm trying to imagine having that mindset about Sega. Uh, yeah, about working at Sega, it's People, very difficult. People do. Um, but I mean, Sonic fans, basically, and that's it. But this is this is, of course, like what people say about video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like isn't isn't the work enough or whatever? But like, this is what happens when you do the work. Like you, uh, they uh, they walk all over you and say, "Hey, we made the game. We took out from under you into a funny pun, and you don't get any money." Like, yep. just brutal. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's no solution to that except unionizing. Great. Yep. Sounds like we're are, we're kind of a broken record on that. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that's just because the current producers of video games are so utterly shameless. Yep. <laughs> well, that's what comes with hegemony, hegemony, hegemony. But- well, great news. Uh, looks like we've solved the problem, uh, and the, the way we're going to fix it is voting. And uh, yeah. how are we going to get out the vote, John? Um, 
uh, Barack Obama is gonna come up to our. Um, Oh, I know that. Sorry, I fucked up your transition to the AFC you, thing. I was like, where, where um, is he going with this? Uh, no, there was a uh, – it, it went to the other thing I'm mad about right now, which is uh, – I have a tweet here. tweet is uh, concerning a uh, an early voting mobilization event in Philly. tweet goes yes. from Beatrice Elizabeth Peterson uh, at Miss B-A-B-E-A-E. Okay, you should know uh, that's goes, my alt. Yes. Uh, it goes as follows. Uh, as – at Barack Obama left a voter mobilization event in Philly. Young man asked him, what do you think is going to engage the youth and our community? Obama responded, you are. Get to work. Wow. You're here to clean, not to lean, kid. That's messed up. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> buddy, uh, buddy, you're he, the you were you're the ex-president. Can't you do anything? <laughs> it's funny because that was supposed that's supposed to be like a a a inspiring like buck up, like you be the future you want you see in the world or whatever moment but it's had the uh the rhetoric and the shine filed off it so much that it's just this tired hey fucker get to work it's awful moment like now. that's it's just great. i mean what what is i i don't i don't rightly understand what obama hopes to accomplish by saying that like I mean, he's got he's he's got this center in Chicago now where he trains the thought leaders of tomorrow um, and you know, it really, it just sounds like network, you know, networking for neoliberal, neo, neoliberal networking for like a slightly more diverse, uh, group of, um, backstabbing overachieving strivers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it is, it is, um, yeah, it just, it's like, I don't. I feel like there's no one in this world other than Donald Trump who more overestimates uh, how how much people still buy what he's selling than uh, Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, he has not yet been forced to take an L. Uh, he beat Bernie. He beat Keith Ellison in the DNC chair race. He beat uh, hell. He beat LeBron in the. Excuse me. How did he beat LeBron on the basketball strike? Oh yeah. Well, he. I mean, LeBron just listen. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. LeBron wanted to be beaten on that one. Yeah, but still, I mean, I guess they, you play uh, who you, who you, who comes ahead. We don't we don't worry yeah. about whether or not we beat the Marlins. It's W's a W. I mean, you know, LeBron at least seemed like he wanted to do something, get maybe some concessions other than uh, looking into using the stadiums as early voting locations. Very which cool. Which it was already way too late in the game to actually do that because the process of approving voting sites is long and it happens much earlier in the year than the uh, the players' uh, aborted strike did. Surely uh, the Republicans would not stand in the way of such a thing, though. They would help to uh, forward yeah. it and make it happen. Oh, definitely. It wasn't like okay, it good. Like, immediately got shut down as soon as, except in some Democratic cities. As Great. Soon as it was good. Proposed. I love that. Um, I can't wait to vote at the Oklahoma City Thunders uh, stadium. Yep. Uh, but yeah, speaking of getting out the vote, since I ruined Trev's, um, Trev's segue, I will do it myself. Um, uh, Ilhan Omar and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and a bunch of uh, internet ne'er-do-wells like Hassan. Um, Piker. Piker. You should say his last and, name since not everyone knows who Hassan is. Yeah. Um, and H-Bomber uh, uh, guy. Um, was H-Bomber guy there? I know Pokimane was there. I believe he was there. Um 
I was I, my my joke about all this was that I was on Hassan's stream um, a while back, so I'm basically a congressperson now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were playing Among Us, which uh, I have gotten tired of explaining to people. It's mafia story. Yeah, um, mafia. Except it does not, uh, you know, demonize and stigmatize our Italian American friends. Yeah, we just do that um, at the beginning of the podcast. Racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, it it's become a huge. Obviously, for people listening to this, probably know how huge it's become on Twitch. Um, oh yeah. So they did a they did a get out the vote stream. Um, oh my, by all by all accounts, it was very at. entertaining. Yes, I didn't uh, watch it. I mean, I can't say no. for sure, but uh, apparently, it had the second most all time consecutive viewers after the Ninja Drake stream. Well, yeah, um, that, that makes sense. I, I don't think that would be seven thousand. I want to say is where they got up to. At, Third at place, uh, the the uh, PewDiePie N word stream. Yes, the it PewDiePie N word stream. My favorite thing that um, came out of that. Well, second favorite thing. My favorite thing that came out of that that was uh, Ilhan Omar's account posting uh, the specs of uh, Izzy Breen's PC that she was using, which is a fucking monster rig. It's a really good PC. <laughs> yeah, it's like a three thousand dollar. PC, um, right on her own account, Izzy, like it was hers. Izzy, friend of me and friend of the podcast, uh, I one hundred percent support Izzy. Uh, yeah, treating he, treating himself with that. He is. Uh, he's currently her comms director. I believe he was former comms director or chief of staff for Keith, Keith Ellison. I think he was comms director for Ellison. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's been around for a while. He's great. Um, I talk to him on Twitter occasionally when he's uh, having bad opinions about Star Wars. He's a nice um, dude. Yeah, yep. he has different opinions than you do about Star Wars. I know this. Um, but don't ask me what they are. I just know they're different. Um, I don't... <laughs> the wolf does not <laughs> amuse himself with the opinions of the sheep, as they yeah, say. Yeah, um, that, that's you. The Eagles really fan. cool guy who doesn't care about Star Wars, <laughs> doesn't... <laughs> um, um, but yeah, the... Um, yeah, Izzy, Izzy had a, a cool... Like a, a god-tier PC that Ilhan used and and yeah I mean like I I think the funniest thing I saw was um my friend uh Phil um who I I never know if he's locked or not so it's probably not worth telling you what his ad is but uh, MST I think it's M no whatever uh, it, you can just look up like Phil and Selmo I think he's still under but in any case Phil um posted someone saying like you know this is disgusting like these politicians aren't your friends, politicians on Twitch. Like, this is just awful. And his response was, Twitch streamers aren't your friends. Like, yeah. And I think that's probably right. Like, It is. It's, um, you know, it is, of course, uh, a, a way of humanizing people who, um, you know, are, are typically scum. Um, I asked Kristen today if she would be proud, just offhandedly, uh, not because either of them have been showing signs of it. Neither of them are sociopaths. At least as far as we know, but I asked Kristen offhandedly if she'd be proud if our uh, son or daughter became a politician, uh, like mm. say like senator level, and she said, um, "No," <laughs> which you got to respect the consistency. Yeah, um, and she's right. But I wouldn't on the be other proud. Hand, I wouldn't be proud, but I'd take the money. <laughs> that's the that's the right way to go. But yeah, I mean, like, look, it's it it is it is a case of politicians doing what politicians do. They they see what's popular and they do it. Um, apparently, it was a success. Lots of people watched, and and uh, Ian Miles Chong said that the right is in big trouble if uh, if Twitch is being so loved by the left, mm. which um, 
again, well, seems just utterly to miss the point. I'm, I'm glad um, uh, uh, American politics knower par excellence uh, Ian Miles Chong has um, uh, graced us once again with his analysis. Uh, Ian Miles might... Chong, Amy Therese deathmatch when? Um, uh, well, uh, maybe it's not a deathmatch. Maybe it's just a, a competition to see who can actually visit America first Ooh. for the first time. That's kind of a death match, um, given how we're doing with this plague. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't really know what to say about the stream other than, you know, they 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 did it. Um, they pulled it off. San and Pokimane and and I guess H Bomber guy. I didn't hear that, but I believe you. And uh, and yeah, like uh, they just did a stream with. I with saw some... fan. All right, I saw fan art of H Bomb of. Should I keep forgetting his name? Harris. I don't remember. I don't, I, I not just don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, he and I follow each other, so it's kind of embarrassing. I don't. No, me too. But I, I don't, I don't know his um, real name. <laughs> I saw fan art of um, him killing AOC in in in, in outfits game. in outfits yeah. uh, in the um, uh, the uh, the outfits of the the characters. So it would be kind of weird if he wasn't there. And that would be were weird. Fan art of it. Um, um, I will say, you know, as far as like cults of personality go, if if the cult of personality is like people having a good time playing a video game on stream, that's a lot less nefarious than Dan Crenshaw doing racist Avengers ads. You know, I mean, so, in both in both circumstances, it's just another parasocial relationship. Yeah, um, those and, were already those already really existed, except uh, one way before Twitch. Except one. One's one. good. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to yeah. tell you which one it is, but I think you know, my friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think ultimately, like this is fine. It's just kind of whatever. Um, doesn't doesn't do much for me one way or the other. I got I got to admit, um, I didn't watch it. Um, you couldn't pay me to watch a politician be on stream. Uh, although I wish Hassan uh, well. He has always been a good friend, and uh, H Bomb and all those people. They seem very nice. Um, and I mean, I you know. AOC has some questionable things, but she seems all right, and uh, Ilhan's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, they played Among Us. Like it's, I don't really understand how it got out the vote necessarily, but, you know, right yeah, on. I mean, it's one of those things where it's great until you fuck up. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they'll fuck up, but it seems like they and their staff have an understanding of how that digital space works in a way that, oh. say, uh, the United States Army does not. Uh, I oh, the funniest boy, thing the... I saw of the night was the uh, someone put the uh, current viewers of the U.S. Army Twitch stream uh, and the and the AOC Omar stream next to each other, and the Army at the time had like 743 viewers total. Wow, that's um for <laughs> for a Twitch with the reach of the U.S. military, that is pitiful. Yeah, <laughs> like utterly cool. I mean, pitiful. They've had to ban every like you can't really talk and chat anymore there because uh, they're so afraid you'll ask them about their war crimes. Um, right. So um, understandable if they've they've had to ban all the long time, uh, long time, DMD long time trolls. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I would say that sounds like a bad night for like a very bad night for the go off kings. Um, yeah. <laughs> like a night a night where you know like they just couldn't get it going at all, and they're like, you know what, we quit. Tonight's over, um, which I've never seen the Go Off Kings do. They're utter professionals, but uh, they are apparently much better at this than the Army, than the United States Army. Yep. Anyway, um, it's cool. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have much to say about it. It's fine. If it's what you like, that's great. Um, I don't 
care one way or the other about the stream, but I'm glad it went well. Yeah, we got the same um, memes we do every time a politician does a uh, stream like this. Um, Ilhan, I, no, I think I only saw AOC. AOC was dutifully photoshopped into uh, No Russian. As, oh, like, yeah, that like was funny. Was, I like that streaming, one. Uh, which is an honorable tradition that dates back to Bernie. Um, that one and um, uh, also the uh, PewDiePie N-word thing was uh, photoshopped. Yeah. Uh, where, where they had the, the famous PUBG bridge where PewDiePie uttered the, the famous word. Gamer lore here. Deep gamer yeah. lore. That was actually that was actually the birth of the gamer word. That was the yes. first time anyone said that. Um I, I actually am willing to bet that that was the first time anyone called that a gamer word. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I believe that was an explicit defense. If not of PewDiePie directly, it was used in an instance like that. Of all gamers. I wanna say it was like it was like Wasn't it Kotaku or something that did it? It was like it was something no, they didn't that come up with should it. have it was... known better. It was. I want to say it was used unironically first. Like yes, it, it was. was. Um, it was very. It was very ridiculous by yeah, the I, people who say that thing. Like I want to say it was like a Magic the Gathering streamer or something. Okay. Uh, or maybe no, that maybe. was the guy. No, I'm thinking of the guy whose name I can't quite remember, um, who like wrote on his hand not to talk about Hitler. Because he was so worried he'd talk about Hitler on stream and still talked about Hitler. <laughs> That's um, good. That's really good. Um, well, anyway, uh, I think, I think the, the basic idea of the stream is fine and no one, no one really did anything wrong. So, you know, great. Uh, it's hard to feel good about politics ever. So you have to understand that uh, our, our cynicism is coming from a very honest place. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad about AOC or whatever. It's fine, but uh, I also think it's like you know I don't I I don't know if she's going to do anything good. I don't know if she's just going to be Nancy Pelosi too in a few years. I think there's a real a real truth to the fact that you have to sort of be kind of a um, a complete psychopath to be a politician. So <laughs> anyway, um, there is one last thing. Someone is a complete psychopath. <laughs> And works for the Alphabet Corporation. Yep, so here we have a pair of tweets by one Alex Hutchinson. Tweet one, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. Tweet two, in thread. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Uh, this man's name is Alex Hutchinson. At I'm not going to give you his at. He's an asshole. Uh, yeah, his I mean, bio, just like uh, browse your way through Twitter. You'll find it. But his like... bio is creative director at Google Stadia. Previously, Journey to the Savage Planet. Interesting name. Far Cry 4, Assassin's Creed 3, Spore, Sims 2. Uh, outside the Sims 2, that is a, That's a, that is a murderer's yeah. row of dog of rough shit ones. games. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, That's rough. Yeah, so uh, Hutchinson here uh, does not actually seem to... Uh, on the surface level, there's like this disconnect because it seems like Hutchinson doesn't actually know how the games industry works. By claiming people don't pay for video games, I don't get that at all. I got to tell but, you, like that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm well, pretty he, sure. 
people he's bad at, games. The thing is that he's bad at communicating, which is a good thing to have if you're the creative director of something. But it certainly makes sense that he's the creative director of Stadia. Google then. Stadia, yeah. Yes. Uh, what he's really talking about is, is, and the key's in that bit about licensing. He's looking for rents. He thinks that you should have to pay a fee, a republication fee, to the directors and the publishers every time you stream. Sort of like paying to stream music. Um, like Makes how, sense. How, how, how uh, like Spotify pays X and Y, you know, royalties every time. It's confused because it makes no fucking sense. Really, the, um, logical, the logical extension of uh, human capital is to say we are all our own Spotify's. Yeah, well, I mean, he's and this is he's an executive so with Google, so obviously he is interested first and foremost in rent-seeking behavior. That is what sure. Stadia sure. is. Stadia is one giant rent-seeking behavior um that he's woefully um not just uh wrong but like unconversant on ip law in the u.s is in this group of people viewed as like a positive because that means he can disruptivate and innovate uh, without without um without you know being constrained without this randian uh ideals being constrained by the mar by the rules and regulations in the market um right. in reality this guy is kind of a fuck fail um guy who's been bouncing from project to project and failing upwards and he's ended up in like the upwards in stock. big scare scare quotes i mean he's certainly making money but in terms of like actually successful projects i mean an executive even even if in a la laughing stock division being a google executive is no laughing matter Oh yeah, he's making a ton of money. But like, I mean, look, I, I, I just, I just want to take the one win here and say he is the executive at Stadia. Yeah. Um. And uh, he got really shitty on on the internet with basically everybody who uh, posted him, tweeted at him about this, um, including to, it's to the point where probably someone at Google should uh, take his account away. Let me see if he's still going. Yeah, I did see someone in the Discord just post about about this. Oh, Albert Pujols retired. Dang. Yeah, that's like two years too late. Well, still, end of an era. Yeah. I um, guess he passed, like, Hank Aaron, didn't he? Yeah, he he got over some, like, over, over a couple more milestones, just, like, literally limping. The man can barely run anymore uh, due to foot injuries. Uh, he is not a poor guy. Um, not I know. He's a, in he's the a huge, slightest. Yeah. He, had a, he has a nightmare person. Uh, massive contract, and I believe he is still like I, I don't think this is going to happen now. But when he signed that deal, he was he got he had all the money at the beginning of the contract and through the rest of the contract, and then he got like ownership perks and a personal services contract to <laughs> be like an Angels brand ambassador after after you know the contract expired. Makes a lot of sense because when I think Angels, I think Albert Pujols. Yeah. Um. I case, mean that was well that was what they wanted like that was what Art Moreno yeah, thought he was getting didn't end up happening uh, it did right. not happen um, anyway yeah Hutchinson apparently someone uh, in Google's corporate structure told Hutchinson to knock it the fuck off yeah because uh, there is there is someone at uh, let's see Fwiz uh, Fwiz uh, is let's see what is Fwiz Fwiz is a person who is oh hang on here I'm trying to I'm trying to open this and see. Um, at FWIZ, at FWIZ says, 
Um, and they are, oh, they are the leading gaming commerce and immersive at YouTube, board of directors at Gamers Outreach. Um, we, Ryan Wyatt, we believe that publishers and creators have a wonderful symbiotic relationship that has allowed a thriving ecosystem to be created, one that has mutually benefited everyone. YT is focused on creating value for creators, publishers, and users. All ships rise when we work together. Yeah, part of the reason Hutcherson's <laughs> comments... Uh, oh, oh, no, getting, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> we're getting someone to tell him to shut the fuck up are because not just because he's being stupid, but because he's literally speaking out against um, this, the relationship YouTube has with content. And the uh, yeah, relationship I mean, honestly. the games industry has with YouTube. Like, if gamers were forced to pay premiums to stream youtube would not be getting all that cool ad money off of them because there'd be a lot less streaming yep um yep. that's very correct like it is a core part of youtube's business plan to use the fair use uh licensing uh you know loophole and that's not a loophole the fair use exception is what it is mm -hmm. the fair use exception to turn recordings of proprietary content into free content that they can monetize with advertising as a platform mm -hmm. and not on the um on the level of the of the the gamer themselves who sees at most a pittance of that like dude came out here swinging against his own company <laughs> yeah pretty impressive work yeah um and you know and then he was like going around telling giant bomb to shut the fuck up um which is always a, a fan pleaser. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if the actual exchange was uh, Alex Navarro quote tweeted him and asked him, all right, so, uh, uh, you know, in, in that spirit, how's Stadia doing these days? And uh, Alex Hutchison getting that, uh, getting that burn in uh, responded, probably better than Giant Bomb right now. Um, <laughs> and if there is, and Giant Bomb's not doing too well at the moment, going through an ownership change, but if there is like one group or uh, major player in gaming and since this is a google product it has to be considered a major player if there's one major player in gaming that doesn't get to pull the oh things are going better here than they are giant bomb card it would be stadia which is yeah, a disaster absolutely it is probably getting shut down in six months um so yeah between uh this guy being their creative director whatever that actually means um what, what is that what is the is Stadia Creative actually making games? Studio? Stadia? I don't know what that means. They like, don't make I don't, their own I, games. Yeah, so is he like the curator? Does he... Do they, do, do they design the Stadia? Like the console? Uh, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're thinking of doing their own games, but I hadn't heard that they were spinning up a studio. Um, and I somehow doubt that's really going to, uh, you know, be a big focus for Google moving forward. Unless they want to, you know, relaunch the entire project, because Amazon <laughs> Luna looks like it's going to eat their entire lunch. Um, but yeah, between this guy and the uh, the director of Stadia in general being the reverse latency guy or the negative latency guy, um, yeah. it seems like oh, things are going so really good. great over there. I love the negative fantastic. latency guy. I love him so much. Um, in any case, yeah, I. Uh, <sighs> The fact that he is going off on good old friend of the podcast, Alex Navarro, is uh, is wrong and rude, um, and I, I won't stand for it. Anyway, we do have one blast from the past, because now once this guy came up, everybody started looking up who the fuck he was, right? 
yeah, of uh, luminary beside behind Assassin's Creed, Cre- Assassin's Creed Three, known as the worst game in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Impressive because uh, there are so many. Yeah, uh, and they stumbled across this uh, this nugget, this tidbit from 2012, um, which is when he was doing Assassin's Creed Three. Um, this is from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, t- this is a uh, a report by Dan Pearson. Uh, head headline: Alex Hutchinson, games journalists exhibit subtle racism. Now, where do you think this is going? Subtle racism, subtle racism. I don't know. Where is it going? Here's the subhead: AC3 <laughs> creative director says Prest is biased in favor of Japanese developers. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> uh, asked about. Asked about why Nintendo is able to endlessly iterate the same franchises multiple times in each and every generation, Hutchinson replied, You want my real answer? I think there's a subtle racism in the business, especially on the journalist's side, where Japanese developers are forgiven for doing what they do. I think it's condescending to do this. Just think about how many... He continues. Just think about how many Japanese games are released where their stories are literally gibberish. Literally oh. gibberish. There's no way you could write it with a straight face, and the journalists say, oh, it is brilliant. Then Gears of War comes out, and apparently it's the worst written narrative in a game ever. I'll take Gears of War over Bayonetta anytime. Wow. That is, um... Who boy. It's just a lot to say there. Um, that he already just said, that is the worst take I've ever heard. It is astoundingly galaxy-brained, because this guy is supposed to be a creative director and does not realize that a game is supposed to be a game. Game, it's how you play it, but game. When Legend of Zelda tells the same story every time, the reason you play it isn't, isn't because the story's, you know, different. You play it because the game is different, because they iterate on the mechanics, because it's a different game. No, 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 no. Games are just movies, man. Yeah, so... uh Again, did I mention Assassin's Creed Three is this guy's is this guy's baby? So basically, um, what you're the saying the noble is he savage had, game. He had all the right in the world to to say what he did is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, also, the idea that he didn't get Bayonetta, like that Bayonetta was too confusing for him. Yeah, Bayonetta is not confusing. <laughs> no, no, Bayonetta is quite straightforward. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Like maybe if he had played, he's a he's obviously a particularly stupid man. So if he had played like Killer Seven, maybe I could understand not having the faculties to follow what's going on in Killer Seven. Maybe. I mean, he's just he's just talking about like literally. I think he's just. It, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he is just talking about like oh, I didn't I didn't really get like this wacky Final Fantasy game or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he, I'm trying to think of games where the story is, quote-unquote, literally gibberish. Like, where you could at least try to to level that claim. We're talking a bunch of artsy art games, like, and that is not, you know, limited to just Japan. There are a lot of uh, disjointed narratives and non-narrative independent games over here. But he is, like, with the title she's given, he's pretty much saying, I don't get anything that isn't delivered to me like an action movie like an american action movie right and i mean you know you're talking about i don't know like you're talking about um 
I'm trying to think how to say this. Like, you're talking about a game like Gears of War, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's a fun enough game, like, especially when it came out. But, like, the story is just garbage. There's nothing to it. <laughs> it's just nothing. Also, I don't, I, I, you know, he doesn't go into his uh, true analysis here, but I'm betting he had the reason he likes Gears of War, the original, has nothing to do with the plot. Plot has absolutely nothing to recommend to it. He cares about the characterization and the dialogue. It sounds like one of those films he likes to watch. Right. That, so basically, this is snappy. This is just defending. You're defending um, poor old like fire down below uh, the the Steven Seagal vehicle against you know uh, uh, I don't know. Seven Samurai or something, yeah, well, right? Like, yeah, he's got basically this... saying, like, these foreigners are, are taking our good movies away from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got an aesthetic preference that he hasn't examined, um, and he's decided that instead of him having an aesthetic preference he hasn't examined, me making him like Gears of War more than Bayonetta, he's decided that Gears of War just is better than Bayonetta, yes. and that the reason anybody could think otherwise is because games journalists are racist against white people. Um, that is what he's saying. That's what, you know. Just yeah. extremely impressive thinking. Just, to, yeah. I mean, like, it, like we talk about Galaxy Brain a lot, but boy, when when you really get it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonder to see. Yeah, so this guy is going to fail upwards once again once Stadia gets shuttered. He'll have a Google, uh, a, a Google management level position on his resume, which is going to open basically any door he'd care to have opened outside oh he's of, gonna be um, fine i mean this is dia dia wrote this and said like it's cool getting all these uh jabs off about this guy because he does suck but like i mean look <laughs> this is not like these people win every time um yeah. and and you know what he will it's 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 not about you know whether or not we're gonna get justice or uh or any sort of like you know reasonable thinking about this we won't um but I mean, you know, it's, it is fun to get our our, our laughs off at, at these guys. Yep. So I want to because we gotta get get a move on. Yeah, we gotta get going. Uh, out. The, you playing anything um, new? No, no, I just want to read you a, a headline oh. and a oh, subhead first. We don't even need to. We don't even need to to draw to drill into it. This is also from GamesIndustry.biz. Saw it while I was scrolling through on the Hutchinson thing. We love GamesIndustry.biz. Headline. Oh, it's a great site. Uh, they do great work over there. Um, even it's it's more of a trade. It's a trade paper basically. So you don't have all these, you know, these these hustling gig economy got reporters who are, are fantastic reporters for the most part, but they also are forced to blog every day. Um, right. So to find news on Polygon and Kutaku, I have to sift through stuff like, hey, did you know Sandman's a horror comic? Because it's October, uh, and now since the right. the war has been won on getting Sandman portrayed as art. Now we're trying to translate it back into a genre piece in the discourse. It's hilarious. It's important. I don't want to blow up their spot, I'm not, so I'm not going to name the author or complain anymore about it. But, you know, gamesindustry.biz is focused on games industry business. So, you know, if you want actual news, it's a great site for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, headline. Cliff Blazinski may return to games development, yes. quote-unquote, slowly and cautiously. Yes. Subhead. Welcome back. <laughs> Fall Guys and Among Us has given Gears of War designer hope as he reflects on the mistakes of Boss Key Productions. Cliff. Cliff. Okay. Your last two projects, Cliff, were 
after the success of Overwatch, you decided to make a hero shooter, and it failed. It failed miserably. Um, I believe that was called Lawbreakers. Uh, was his Lawbreakers? Yes. It wasn't Battleborn, was it? No, Battleborn is Randy Pitchford's, the porn guy, the perverts. Uh-huh, yes, of um, His was Lawbreakers, uh, which had even less success than Battleborn. Then he yeah, saw... Lawbreakers was really, really bad. That was in 2017. Then he saw Fortnite's explosion. He decided to make a, um, a Battle Royale game called Radical Heights, and that got canceled, too. Oh, that was really... Yeah, that was rough. So, so Cliff, Cliff, if you're looking to slowly and carefully get back into games, what I'd advise you doing is not look at what's popular now and try to make one of those. Just don't do that again. Like, it failed the first two times. It's done. I mean, he's going to, he's just going to, I mean, he's going to make Fall Guys too. Yeah. But, you know, Cliffy B, very successful. Everyone's saying it all the time. So, you know, you can't tell that guy anything. I wish him the people best of luck. Do, people do keep saying it more and more. It's true. Uh, so I've been playing um, this game called Iron Harvest. This is a game I'm reviewed for, for Goonhammer. Uh, it's an RTS game. It's Diesel Punk, which is mm. steampunk but with diesel. Um, okay, all right. Basically, I... the 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 it's a it's a German it's a game made by a German studio based off the work of a Polish creator, and it. Uh, and it deals with a fictionalized version of World War II only involving Germany, Poland, and Russia. So guess who gets the short end of the stick here? I'm going to guess Russia. Yes. So the Russians, <laughs> this is, so the, the idea here is, um, and obviously they have very carefully excised both the rest of the world from their fake version of World War II and, like, the idea of Nazism. Um, the Nazis like fine, whatever. Yeah. Like the Germans, the Germans that exist in this game are all World War One Germans, um, <laughs> with the spiky hats and all that. And basically, Neat. the idea is that instead of tanks, they came up with uh, mechs, so the giant can walk, uh, can opener looking garbage, uh, you know, mechs, you know, guys, stompy boys. They walk through buildings, mm -hmm. they destroy things. They got giant guns on them. That's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, if that if that's your aesthetic thing, and there are a lot of people who are into that aesthetically this game's fine for that i want to uh, another reason the russians uh a couple russian reviewers were a bit um unimpressed with how the russians were portrayed in the game really the russian faction is called the rusviet empire r-u-s-v-i-e-t it is a combination of czarist russia and Soviet Russia. Ooh. So you've got like these guys, the the infantry are How running clever. around. They're running around wearing these like tall Cossack hats. You know those really tall black okay. Cossack. But yeah, they have the sure, they have the, the Soviet red star on the front of them. Huh. Rami, which side did the Cossacks go on in 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 that revolution? Uh. Who, who were they well, back? Uh, you know, it's it's complicated. Complicated, right? Um, they have political. <laughs> Officers, commissars, the word commissar is used. Who, of course it is. It's who, like the one word anyone knows. Yeah, who um, are, of course, these evil ideologues who make the common men conform to ideological discipline of the absolute monarchy? 
<laughs> so you get a feeling sort of like what sort of complexity we're dealing with here. Um, especially as the, the Germans, like the German Empire remains basically unchanged um, from World War One, except that they... Uh, except the, the Kaiser didn't get overthrown. It, it's hard to tell if World War... It, so the game takes place in the 20s. It's hard to tell if World War I actually happened. Um, well, well, Jean Baudrillard, it, it is. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem to have. Like, Poland is this... Um, Poland is, is possibly the funniest but most forgivable uh, fictional license here because they're, like, portrayed like the first Polish Republic never ended. Like, there never was that, like, 100-year-long stretch where Russia and Germany and Austria-Hungary... Austria-Hungary just doesn't seem to even exist in this Well, world. I mean, every, every game has one... I actually don't have anything against Austria-Hungary. Neither do I. But, you know, they, do, they don't <laughs> exist for this game's purposes. But these three powers didn't spend, like, 100 years partitioning Poland. So, uh, Polonia, as it's called, uh, very close to Polonium, but Polonia is this... Polonius. Is this large in territory it's a very large in territory agricultural republic hmm. um so it's it's imposed it's composed apparently entirely of like plucky farmers uh and heroic heroic young cool. girls with sniper rifles that sort of i mean i we're americans we can't actually you know dig anyone for having a little bit of the nationalist myth in their game um, no, no, no. We we're all very, very honest about America. Yeah, um, but it is kind of amusing. The gameplay itself is uh, basically like a Dawn of War clone with some Red Alert Two ideas in it. Um, okay, it plays pretty well, but I've I can't I can't tell if the if the missions are too long or if I've changed. But I I, I can't sit down to play ninety minutes of one of one map anymore. Do you think you've grown? Uh, I think I've just gotten stupider. Okay, well that's um, a kind of growth. Yeah. So, like, it, it's a campaign-focused RTS. Um, it plays a lot like Dawn of War 2, but it also has, like, the, you know, you can garrison buildings and you can take cover behind any objects and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, okay. Very limited base building because this is a 2020 game. Um, and, you know, just really long missions. Uh, the production values are pretty high for a $50 game coming out of, um, out of Europe that's not out of a AAA studio. Uh, I want to say it's it's published by Deep Silver, um, but it's not you know a a massive budget game. It's it's fifty dollars on Steam. Uh, if okay. you're if you're looking for an RTS, it's a good RTS. Uh, as much as I just um, made fun of its setting, um, I do actually you know it, I don't think it's an insulting story. I it, it's certainly not like a fascist story. Like it it's very. You know, the Polish people have reasons to not like the Russians. Um, and I can't think of one. They're, they're not... And the way that the game treats the Russians isn't racist. It isn't... Um, it's, it's not that all Russians are evil. I've looked ahead to, this, to how the campaign resolves, and it's a feel-good, all the heroes from all three factions come together and realize we need to not have war. Um, hmm. In reaction wow. to... Well, I mean, it... Considering this is like an industrial, like the game is based on the works of a Polish artist uh, who did the art for a board game version of the game called Scythe. And the art is the, the art for the board game box is a woman in a field with a scythe using it for its intended purpose of harvesting wheat with these giant war machines walking in the background. Okay. It's not a pro war game. 
I mean, it, you can't really be an anti-war game while also depicting war, you know? But it's sure. not one of the... It, it, the the message of the game, both the board game and this video game, does not... It seems to be industrial mass slaughter is bad. Um, I, really? <laughs> I doubt their political analysis is really going to, you know, progress too deeply from there. But, you know, we're not looking at a game who where you play it and, and you're going to... Uh, run into broadsides being launched against, um, you know, Soviet mechanical, uh, against against communism. Communism just isn't in the game, as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. Uh, like, Rasputin is secretly running the, the Rusviet Empire. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 oh, of course. He's That's a better villain, anyway. He's, he's yeah. always a good villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I'll probably play a little bit more of it. Uh, some levels are buggy as shit, and you can't have a level that's buggy as shit and takes 90 minutes to complete. Um, no, because then you have to do it a bunch of times. Yeah, it, it, you know, you can't make me defend a base for 10 minutes. A 10-minute base defense that can end at any time because a model walks into the tr- to the objective I'm supposed to be defending. And since... Should have killed um, the model. Since mech models, because it's a mech, and mechs destroy terrain, and the objective mm-hmm. is terrain... If one of my mechs accidentally paths into the objective, the objective explodes and I lose. No, you shouldn't have mechs um, then. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there there are some barriers, but, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. Good. All right. Um, I haven't been playing anything new. I'm going to let you have this one because I've just <laughs> been – I've been I've been on Breath of the Wild, which is great. I've been enjoying myself a lot. A um, little bit of Genshin and then just a lot of work pretty much, so – I'm back on. I mean, I will. I will put a small, and I won't talk about it at all because no one wants that. It's it's far too perverse, even for this podcast. Um, I will put a small advertisement out for the new Relic Quests in Final Fantasy XIV. If you like grinding in MMOs, um, very good for that. Uh, very very solid. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. Cool. All right. I'll all get right, you out of here. Yep. I will talk to you next week. Yep. See you guys then. Bye. Bye.